Sports Professor Rick Harrow, and we are on the record. Every week, this podcast will take you inside the $1.3 trillion business of sports, the top deal-making issues, the top tech issues, and the top social responsibility issues, plus a blockbuster interview with someone who you might not have heard from in the world of sports, but having a profound effect on its impact. Let's get started. Sports professor Rick Haro went to the $1.3 trillion business of sports. It gets bigger every week. Well, we finished the Masters, heading on to other majors in golf and, and tennis and Major League Baseball and, and all of the World Cup preparations. Mega events drive the deal. Gaming gives it a boost as never before. Let's look at the deal-making issues of the week. Three to one. Three. The NBA play-in tournament begins this week. Eight teams fighting for the Final Four spots. The Nets and Lakers to favorites to win it all. Lakers gone, seeding significant controversy. Number seven Nets, number eight Cavaliers, number nine Hawks, ten Hornets. Eastern Conference play-in tournament. The play-in tournament big led to more exciting basketball. The field looks to be more competitive than ever. All of the leagues seem to be accomplishing a one-and-done or a couple-and-done feature, adding to excitement and increasing the pool. Deal-making issue number three. Two. The UK Football Association expands its partnership with Player Maker, Leeds Beckett University researchers, others. They govern soccer in England, extended and expanded a partnership with wearable technology from Playmaker and research from Leeds Beckett to study the physical demands of women's soccer. Research began two years ago. Distribution of Playmaker, cleat-worn device tracking not only player movement, but also interactions with the ball. Several first teams and academies for clubs competing in the FA Women's Super League and the Ph.D. students and postdoctoral researchers at Leeds Beckett helping analyze and visualize the data to answer performance questions posted by the F.A. and to help the clubs gain training insights both to improve performance and prevent injuries. Look for medical trends to guide performance, obviously, to continue. One. Ohio sports betting could be finalized prior to the 2022 NFL season getting underway. Remember, Ohio Governor Mike DeWine signed uh, December 22 a bill saying it ought to happen quickly, but it's got to start by January 1, 2023. And the sports gaming uh, law firms that are involved that have implemented sports gaming in recent years and govern it say, too early to make any definitive predictions, but we ought to start soon. Everybody ought to start soon. An Ohio Casino Control Commission spokesperson said the January deadline carefully chosen to give the commission enough time to write and approve rules for it to review and conduct suitability investigations on the companies that apply for licenses. Well, see how quickly that happens. Deal-making issue number one. We all understand the intersection between sports and gaming. 34 states, probably 37 the prediction when you go through state by state, 42 or 43 in the next couple of years. If you don't do it, you're left behind. The morals turn into economics and you do it quickly. Well, the front end required some incredible vision. And Lou Mayone, the president and co-founder of uh, Sports Grid, is obviously at the front of this. Sports Grid television and radio networks reach over 150 million fans across over-the-air broadcast, cable TV, 
connected smart TVs, streaming OTT platforms, mobile devices, streaming live on the web, Vizio, LG, YouTube, Zumo, Nexstar, Sirius XM. You see the veritable who's who in vertical integration. Lou comes from the financial world, Credit Suisse, Deutsche Bank, High Yield Bond Group, but he's more than that. He's a visionary, an entrepreneur, and very interested in his trend perceptions, where we're going as far as sports, gaming, and the combination. Here's Lou Mayon. I am lucky enough to call him a good friend. He's the president and co-founder of Sports Grid, Lou Mayon. Hey. How are you doing? Friend. How are you? You doing okay? Uh, very good, very good. Awesome. Thank you, Thank you. Awesome. So when you were looking at, and you look at your, your life, Deutsche <laughs> Bank and High Yield Bond Group and Credit Suisse and all of the financial hard training you did, when did you get the vision that you would think about creating a kick-ass media company? Yeah. Basically? Well, I think it started, uh, the training you get, um, from the guys that I worked with, I mean, they were Harvard graduates like yourself and, yeah. you know, smart guys. And I was just some kid, you know, from a state school that had to work his way up. And, and the thing that kept us together was the bonding through fantasy. So we had a season-long fantasy uh, gameplay. Great story in and of itself. Tell it another day. But that bonding that I had there from them, I realized that there was a parallel that can be drawn between the financial world and fantasy. And I believe fantasy would become mainstream someday. I saw that through these relationships. And I also believe that gambling would be legal. And I wanted to be out in front of it. And that's, that's why we built this company. Now, that's an incredible leap, even yeah. though I know you were on uh, uh, Mornings with Maria on Fox uh, and you had predicted, which is an interesting yeah. number, that by 2024 the gaming business would be up to 250 billion. You're way low there. I mean, yeah, well, if you low. add it all up, it depends. Like, I think everybody takes it um, from a handle perspective, but I'm putting it from media, I'm talking merchandise, I'm talking everything together. Yeah, I could be low, but I believe that these numbers are pretty accurate. I yeah. think you're going to see that. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and the bottom line of all of this is that. Everybody from the day that the Supreme Court decision dried started getting in the mix. Some, as the Wild West was being conquered, without complete knowledge, and some with total ignorance. And so it had to be a combination of vision, significant proactivity, but doing it the right way. Yeah, I think um, what was great about it is when you had the Roto properties back in the day right. for season-long folks, you were able to see that there was something that was needed more to hold the attention of people on a daily basis. And that's where daily fantasy sports came from. And I think through the learnings that all of us you know, were able to get um, between the regulation and going out and, and fighting the states and, and making sure fantasy was going to be able to thrive state to state, those learnings were, uh, I guess, gave me an indication that gambling was coming sooner rather than later and I better get moving on it. And we did. We moved our programming from 80-20 fantasy uh, to gambling and we reversed it. 80-20 the other way, gambling full boom. And now look at it. It's well, it's, 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 it's vision, but it's also guts. During the <laughs> rotoexperts.com time, yeah. the fantasy was still great but you had no idea when, and not if, but when gambling would be legal, right? Yeah, and I'll tell you this, if I had a nickel for everybody who told me that there was gonna be no growth in fantasy, and if I told you the CEOs or you know the guys that uh, 
were running particular sites that were pretty known, well-known back then. They were telling me there's no growth left in fantasy. And I was trying to roll up a bunch of them, which is, you know, again, will be in my yeah. book at some point. Good. But they said that it wouldn't continue to grow. And I said, you have no idea this fantasy world is going to grow to leaps and bounds and gambling is going to come right after it because I'll tell you this, that legal, you know, wrangling and, and, and all the regulation and all that study and hard work that was done by guys like Christian at FanDuel mm -hmm. and the guys like, uh, you know, Jason Robbins and the folks yeah. at DraftKings, that pushed us to where we are today. And again, we had help from, you know, Lesniak and, and uh, Dresner and, yeah, right. and think uh, Chris Christie. Yeah. We had help in New Jersey. And it, yeah. Look at New Jersey. And, now well, look, now look and, at and, and speak of Chris Christie for a minute, no. I was just going to say that the, the, the irony as a, as a lawyer who, who thinks of himself as a quasi-academic, you take a look at Supreme Court rulings, and there's not a whole lot of the business stuff in there. There are jurisdictional issues. There are states' rights issues, as there should be. But that opened up such a Pandora's box and changed the entire landscape of the world for reasons basically unrelated to the business of gambling. Yeah, I think that um, folks that are smart and they read bills and they find what I would say a ways around things to right. build businesses. Yeah. Uh, those are the pioneers. Those folks that you know get on a plane and they're reading through um, and looking for a way in uh, to create a whole new business. I mean, that's the way it started. And we all got together, we worked through it in, in fantasy, and we're working through it now in gambling. But we're all a family, the industry yeah, is small. Right. Um, if you burn bridges early on, you're not gonna be here very long. You try so. to cross the bridge and you're gonna realize you're sure. not gonna be able to. Let's talk about the transition to sports grid, because that also took guts, but it took, I think, more vision than guts. Yep. You said in 2019, uh, and you hit it. I mean, that's why I love the company. Uh, it's a, uh, a CNBC for sports and fantasy and gambling. Yeah, yeah. It's a great vision. Yeah, Rick, what, I mean, what I've noticed is, you know, whether people try to copy us or, or do what we do, um, you know, we came out with it's, you know, early on, the convergence of content, data, and gaming. And we went from that, and then people started putting their twist on it, the convergence of content, data, and media. Um, but at the end of the day, we come up with these terms not to put it out there for people to hear, but almost give you an idea of who we're going to be and what we're going to try to do. Well, Luke gives us a perspective about where we're going, and the numbers depend on who you talk to. $250 billion in gaming in the next couple of years, three times that, four times that. Whatever it is, Lou Mayon and Sports Grid are at the front of the curve. Let's go through your Sports Tech Minute. Toronto Blue Jays named the SCORE as their gaming partner. Recent legalization of single-game sports betting in Ontario. The Blue Jays signed an exclusive 10-year agreement naming the score bet as MLB's franchise-exclusive gaming partner for the Blue Jays. A sports bar and a restaurant at the Rogers Center is also part of the deal. The score bet has its headquarters in Toronto, wholly-owned subsidiary of Penn National Gaming. The company developed and built its own tech stack, underpinning its mobile sports book, which debuted in the province on April 4, following U.S. Launches in the states of Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, and New Jersey. Score already an official betting partner of the NBA, MLB, and PGA Tour. And that's your Sports Tech Minute. But it also fits your Gambling Minute this week, as it does usually. California is the focus of our attention today. Uh, a gray area of major sites operating today, but look at the polling heading into what could be a landslide referendum later this fall. The initiative onto the November ballot 
and the public voting in favor are the tasks ahead. And given the Golden State's huge potential revenues from regulated sports betting, the various gaming stakeholders in California having trouble agreeing on the approach. But the bottom line is they're working together to attempt to get it on the ballot, at least to get it approved. Many Californian tribes are insisting that any move to legalize sports betting should effectively be an extension of those formative state compacts. We'll have to see how that all shakes out. That's your Sports Gaming Minute. Finally, the good sports issues in the days of philanthropy intersecting with general sports trends. Big Three offers fans a minority stake in its teams through blockchain. Charity may be involved, but most important, it's a favorite way to get involved in investment, not only in a league, but in new currency as well. Tiger Woods announces he's going to be competing at the U.S. Open tournament this year, hinting more majors on top of that. We'll also see if he does the May PGA Championship at Southern Hills. He's looking forward to St. Andrews, and so am I, getting ready for Southern Hills and see what the body's able to do. Tiger, incredible at the Masters. We're going to see more to come. C.C. Sabathia's new role as special advisor to Rob Manfred can bring a new wave of positivity toward the sport. Sabathia took to Twitter to talk about his new role, saying he loves the game and the opportunity to bring about real change, diversity, and developing the youth, being a voice for players. The new position with the MLB commissioner's office Another step in that direction, let's go to work, he says. UFC planning in eight series and eight-man tournaments across four divisions, beginning in Singapore. Uh, uh, Winners of of these events receiving UFC contracts, and obviously the sport alive and well. LSU basketball losing recruits and players by the day. Program seems to be undergoing a remodel. LSU's beat writer at the Athletic Brody Miller said that there were many student-athletes that are attempting to figure out what's best for them in the NIL world. Well, it's not just at LSU. It's everywhere around the country. And certainly, certainty and stability needs to be order of the day. That's your show for the week. We'd love to thank Lou Mayone to give us some perspective, not only about Sports Grid, but the ever-changing landscape of sports media, gaming, and the combination. We'd like to thank Nick Nielsen for helping put the show together and others. We'd also thank to, like to thank you all for listening and joining us. And tune in next week when we focus on other issues in the $1.3 trillion business of sports. I'm the sports professor, Ricaro. Speak with you soon. Music